That's still. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Greetings, listeners. You're tuned in to the show that keeps you in the know. Where we keep it real and true while we do what we do. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more. This is Tanisha Baker and I am delighted to bring you another edition of Talking with T. Today is February 20th and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, pop singer Rihanna, supermodel Cindy Crawford, basketball player Charles Barkley, beautiful and ageless jazz singer Nancy Wilson, and actor extraordinaire Sidney Poitier, who, by the way, was the first African-American to win an Academy Award in a lead role. Today on the national calendar is recognized as National Cherry Pie Day, Love Your Pet Day, and National Handcuff Day. Now, there are acknowledgments and recognitions for almost anything on the calendar, but I'm curious as to just what the point is of National Handcuff Day and exactly how are we supposed to celebrate it. Apparently, on the national calendar, the third week of February is marked as Pay Your Bills Week. Um, Not sure what we're supposed to do the other weeks of the month or the year, but I'll just leave that right there. It is also National Engineers Week and Brotherhood slash Sisterhood Week. So, this day is also President's Day, and thousands across the country plan to participate in anti-Trump rallies for, quote, Not My President's Day. So far, rallies are scheduled in at least 25 cities. For the month of February, We continue to celebrate African-American history, which was actually started as Negro History Week by Dr. Carter G. Woodson in 1926. The month of February was chosen to honor the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. Here on Talking With T, we share history all year long, and I encourage you to check out my social media outlets for daily facts and information on the people and events that have contributed to the history of our country and even our world. On this date in 1991, African-Americans won eight Grammys. On this date in 1929, the first successful play by an African-American playwright titled Harlem opens in New York City and was written by Wallace Thurman. Let's also not forget our theme this month of Find Your Freedom. Free yourself of whatever it is holding you back or stifling your progress. If something or someone is robbing you of your peace or your joy, start taking steps to free yourself from that situation. Live the life you want to live. Allow yourself to be who you are without apologies. Now, let's hop to our happy highlights. My first happy highlight today is about Thomas Mitchell, who is a school bus mechanic in Clarksville, Tennessee. He sometimes fills in as a driver. And on his route one day, he noticed 10-year-old Lydia and her mom, who was struggling to help Lydia get her wheelchair up and down a ramp outside their home. 
Now, Mitchell had remembered seeing a few organizations that helped with this type of assistance, so he took it upon himself to contact a few of them, explaining the situation. He didn't have much luck there, so he reached out to some of his friends to help him build the ramp, in which they were more than willing to help. He also reached out to Lowe's, and the manager didn't hesitate to give him the materials he needed. Each week, it doesn't take much to find a kind-hearted person doing an act of kindness. As much as we see in the media, it is good to know that the world isn't all bad. My next happy highlight is about 12-year-old Charlotte Olson, who spent Valentine's Day delivering over 1,300 books that she collected to a children's hospital. She started the book drive before Christmas, hoping to get a thousand books. She used social media, her family, and church to help spread the word. As I sometimes report troubling stories about our youth, this is certainly a breath of fresh air to share this happy highlight. Another bit of good news. In 1990, Barack Obama became the Harvard Law Review's first black president. And now, in 2017, Nigerian-American Amin Umana becomes the black female president of Harvard's Law Review. This is a bad sister. She is the 131st leader. So out of 131 presidents, we now have our first black female of the Harvard Law Review. Mike Illich, CEO of Little Caesars and owner of the Detroit Tigers, died last Friday. People remembered him fondly, primarily due to his kindness to others. It is reported that in 1994, Rosa Parks, who was robbed and assaulted at the age of 81 in her home, needed a safer place to stay. Illich read about the story in the newspaper and offered to pay for her housing indefinitely as they looked to find her another place. He continued to quietly pay for her apartment until she died in 2005. So as you know, here on Talking With T, we look for opportunities to celebrate our hometown heroes. And I have two of those heroes with me today, Mr. Devon Petty and Mr. Alan Moore from the Young Motivators. So ran into these young men as they were busy in the community giving back. There are two Austinese graduates and I'm very proud to introduce them to you today and hear from them. So I want to first start by asking you to tell us a little bit about the Young Motivators. I know that's your group. Explain to us what that is. Well, the group, we go by TYM, which stands for Treasure Your Moment. We started about probably November, somewhere around there, and our mission is to uh, empower the world. Our passion is to motivate, but our mission is to empower the world, and we want to start with Knoxville just because we see how much help these people need in Knoxville, especially with the youth, but also on Magnolia, where you have people that are set up in bad situations with no resources and no nobody to reach out to. So we want to take it upon ourselves to give these people a hand and to help change Knoxville and then go on to, to help change the world. All right, so, so that's your mission, right? You want to empower the world. You want to motivate, and I can tell you want to be change agents. 
how do you do that? When you say you want to give them a hand, when you see these people in bad situations, what exactly do you do? Me, personally, uh, I want to start a charity of some sort to where we can get people who have, let's say, felonies or lack of job history and stuff like that, where we can get those people into situations where they can get second chances. Now, with the youth, since I am... 19 i turned 20 uh february the 26th so i'm real close to the age of the youth and i feel like i can help them because uh like you said i'm you know young and i'm trying to do something completely bigger than myself so just to give these guys and these uh young ladies some somebody to look up to that's not my age yeah <laughs> what you agreed a little too fast there but i get it you're relatable no. <laughs> you're, you're close to age and um you're from the community that you're trying to support so that helps that helps as well so we haven't heard from you alan what's your role in this uh i'm actually the production video editor and a producer pretty much i've been knowing Devin since freshman year in high school uh, ever since then, we always said we wanted to do something that would help people. We always love helping people, and it's just something that we're really passionate about. And so when he came to me with the idea of starting the group and stuff like that, I was instantly down. And at first, I was wanting to speak with him, but as I started speaking, I wasn't really that passionate about speaking. But I know I still wanted to help people and do right. an impact on the community. So, I said, I love doing computer work and editing videos and stuff like that. So, I told him, I said, I'll be the graphic designer for right now and the video editor and help you with the production team and stuff like that. And then, um, eventually, we was at Walmart working. And then, uh, we met our, a third member of the group, which is uh, Isaac. He's not here with us, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But uh, he's actually the graphic designer and the t-shirt maker and stuff like that so so you got some t-shirts not yet we're actually now you're working uh, on it yes we're so this on. is grassroots yeah yeah, it's every, grassroots. yeah everything everything we're going to do too is is i guess you could say organic uh, right i guess we're not outsourcing we're doing everything ourselves we're going to get the print and press we're going to buy the shirts we're going to make the shirts in our own designs and uh i guess that could be like a revenue stream until we get stuff set up to do better but the mission is just to, like we said, empower the world. We've spoke to Richard Yokely. We spoke to Pilisippi. We spoke to Austin East on multiple occasions. We're uh, still getting stuff set up around Knoxville to speak to some of like the community churches and uh, things of that nature. And um, we're really just trying to grow as a group and get some exposure just so we can help those extra people and just so we can give the community of Knoxville something positive to look forward to. Cause so many people gravitate towards negativity because there's so much of it out there. We just we just really want to change that perception of East Knoxville, and we want to change the young minds and help some of the uh, people who are older than us see that you know all of us young guys we're not we're not about trouble. You know we want to actually make change and bring change to the world. I am so proud to sit here with the two of you, and I have personally witnessed you coming over to the school mentoring the young men, always offering a helping hand when we have an event or something positive going on. And you are an example of some of our young men of color that are overlooked in our community. So I'm glad you're stepping forward to say, hey, it's not all what you've heard. Mm -hmm. And so I personally am going to try to help 
push your message out there and help in any way I can. Before we end today, can you share a little bit about your message? What is it that you share with the young people? For me, it's really whatever is on my heart. I know today we had talked about dealing with depression and stress. Just because a lot of people don't see that black males deal with depression or stress. And that's an issue that we really need to push and let everybody know that, yes, mm -hmm. we do deal with it. And, yes, it is okay to deal with it. But um, mainly what we want to do is we want to inspire everybody to not settle for what is put in front of them. And a lot of people get caught up in settling for that. Um, I know people who have dreams and aspirations, but they're caught up working a nine to five because it's comfortable. And um, I'm, you know, 19 and I'm taking a chance on myself because I have confidence in myself. And I want to instill that in everybody just because there's no point of you being, you be, there's no point of you wasting your life uh, working a job that you let's say don't want to work when you could be do something, doing something that you do want to do and uh, like I say I'm making my life happen I'm not waiting on anybody alright so if we have someone out that wants to out in our listening audience that wants you to come and speak to maybe a youth group maybe uh, one of their community organizations wants to invite you out how can they reach you and learn a little, a little bit more about you well if you have Instagram or Facebook, you could look us up on there at uh, The Young Motivator. And you could also find us on YouTube at Devin The Young Motivator. And um, you could email us at uh, Devin underscore 1217 at yahoo.com. That's my personal um, email. And uh, I get, I get uh, back in touch with everybody who e uh, emails me just because I'm so serious about it. And I'm really trying to fall into the process of becoming a great speaker. And um, the more events we have, uh, the better I get with my craft and the more I get to relay my message to people who need it. So uh, those are the ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, we're very active on Instagram um, right now since we're in black history. Uh, we post black empowerment quotes uh, from black leaders or uh, activists, athletes. And uh, that's just kind of just in the flow of things since it's Black History Month. And uh, we're just trying to uh, really, like I said, just get the exposure. So if you needed to contact us, those are the ways you could contact us. All right. So I'm going to make sure that I put all of those links on the web page. That's www.talkingwitht.com. You can look under today's show date, February 20th, and see how you can reach the young motivator and his crew. So I want to thank you for coming and talking with T and being our hometown heroes. Thank, thank you. you. There is a lot going on in the news and media, so let's roll right into our Monday Minute Quick Bits and review of trending news, as I have both the know-it-all Professor Jay and our lead investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, on with me with their interesting and witty insights. First of all, Master P's girlfriend reportedly gifts him with a $270,000 Rolls Royce for Valentine's Day. Simon Hashimazadek, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, is the CEO of South. Don't ask me. Just check out the link to the story and, and read it for yourself. But she is the CEO of South Pacific Surgery Center in Beverly Hills, 
and it is reported that the car matches her own Rolls Royce. So I said it must be nice, Master P. Yeah, must must be. Is that uh ex wife of his still uh suing him and and her kids? Uh I didn't read those details in the story. <laughs> this story was about his girlfriend now giving him a two hundred and seventy a two hundred and seventy thousand dollar Rolls Royce. Ooh, it must be nice. Mm. Uh, All right. No hateration in the dancer, but what does he need a Rolls Royce for? We ain't here <laughs> what, two thousand? Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> No, All right. All right. Uh, y'all may have heard this story. Uh, Columbia University accidentally sent acceptance notices to 277 prospective students and then had to recall them because they were sent due to a mistake. So I can imagine some of those kids and their parents finally getting that acceptance letter and getting excited and everything. Then to find out that it was a mistake. Shame. Yes. Knoxville City Mayor Madeline Rohara invites the community to discuss the Affordable Care Act. There are 49,636 people in the Knoxville metropolitan area currently covered by health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. If the ACA completely disappears, 526,000 Tennesseans would lose health coverage. People who need costly medicine or treatment but don't have the means to pay for it often end up resorting to emergency room visits, which strains the finances and resources of the already overburdened health care system. So a lot of people don't have health care, obviously, and we know this. When they get sick, they just go to the emergency room where they can't be turned away. Tennessee ranks also among the highest in the nation in opiate-related overdoses and deaths. And a recent study found that over 78,000 Tennesseans suffering from mental illness or substance abuse would lose access to critical mental health services made available by the ACA. So while they're trying to repeal and reform and all of that, it looks like that it's not going to be as easy as it seemed. Well, I think they were so focused on getting rid of it because it had Obama's name attached to it. You know, they were... You know, Obamacare, Obamacare. You know, never call it for what the real name is. Like you said last week, what was it? Somebody said, I don't need Obamacare. I have the Affordable Care Act. Yes. Well, President Trump is apparently caught in yet another lie. Donald Trump has repeatedly claimed that he graduated at the top of his class at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton Business School. Well, the school's records indicate that Trump was not at the top of his class. In fact, he wasn't even close. I just don't know how he thinks he can keep getting away with these kind of lies, especially ones that can easily be checked. Well, maybe he thought he was at the top of his class, but... All right, well, uh, Trump's security is getting quite costly. According to the estimates, Trump's three trips to Mar-a-Lago Resort in Florida since the inauguration cost approximately $10 million in travel, security, and more. And then guarding the Trump Tower in New York City, the current residence of the First Lady Melania Trump and her son, Barron, would cost the taxpayers, get this, y'all, $183 million a year. 
Now, Melania and Barron are expected to move to the White House at the end of the school year. What? I don't think she wants to go. I don't either. But I'm just saying that's a lot of extra money and security for them to live off-site. I don't know why they can't just live in the White House like the other presidents have. Well, first of all, this begs the question of why is he still president? When are they going to impeach him already? I'm just saying. Well, I mean, he's already peach, but when are they going to impeach him? I don't know, but I think it's coming soon, Jay. I think it's coming soon. Well, I did read that, you know, okay, Trump had a rally recently, and to my understanding, they were calling it a re-election rally, and I'm like, okay, he's been in office a month, and he is already uh, bidding for a second term. But anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, at this particular rally, uh, I heard that Melania Trump led the crowd in the Lord's Prayer. Wait a minute. Does she even know Jesus? (laughs) I don't know. You know, that's scripted as well, so I guess that was the easiest thing for her to do. Does anybody have this recording? Because I have have to look this up. I have to see it because I... I don't even know if she she might not say the words correctly. Well, I tell you what, I believe uh, I saw the article. I'm not sure the video was included, but I will look for that link and share it as well. The Lord is my German shepherd. Stop. Stop. <laughs> well, while we're talking about some foolishness and craziness, I've got a couple of things for the Crazy Chronicles. And, you know, often something related to marijuana will land in the Crazy Chronicles. Well, once again, here we go. This past Thursday, federal prosecutors seized loose stacks of U.S. currency totaling $65,119 from several Denver, what they call pot-growing houses. And it started with an anonymous tip about some kind of odor coming from a rental home in Westminster. Ultimately, six people were linked to this drug operation, but so far, as I read, only one has been arrested. Now, after getting the tip, the detectives knocked on the door of Timothy Cox and his brother Jason Cox. Jason, who obviously isn't the smartest of the two, led them to the basement where 278 pounds of marijuana was spread out everywhere. And Jason said that the weed was for their personal use. Now, they found like dozens of vacuum sealed bags with marijuana already in them. They found a scale. They found cardboard moving boxes and a cash counting machine. So I don't think it's looking too good for the Cox brothers. And then they searched the house across the street belonging to Philip Bailey. And they found 300 marijuana plants and 25 more pounds of marijuana. So they also found a rejection letter from the medical marijuana registry. Pam, do you have one of those? Sure. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so altogether, detectives confiscated 361 pounds of marijuana and 638 marijuana plants. So just to be clear, if you're using marijuana for personal use, it is probably not good to have 361 pounds of it, as well as bags and a cash count machine. This is a recipe for handcuffs. Clearly, they weren't going to never be on high. They were going to be high. <laughs> I know, right? It was for personal use. Really? Okay. And then, a whole not, lot of personal using. 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> now, this next story landed in the Crazy Chronicles, and it's a crossover probably in What the What News, because it's about a second-grade teacher from L.A. I don't know why teachers keep landing on in the Crazy Chronicles. But anyway, this particular teacher has some parents really ticked off. So what I'm going to do is read you a math problem that she gave her students. Y'all ready? Second grade uh -huh. math word problem. Okay, here we go. Quote, the master needed 192 slaves to work on a plantation in the cotton field. The field could be right Huh? <laughs> I got to get to the math. <laughs> no, Jay says stop right there. <laughs> The answer is already in the negative because, no, we're not going to do this. But go ahead. Okay, I'm going to read it. Okay, so the master needed 192 slaves to work on a plantation in the cotton field. The fields could fill 75 bags of cotton. Only 96 slaves were able to pick cotton that day. The missus needed them in the big house to prepare for the annual picnic. How many more slaves are needed in the cotton field now? That and I actually have a picture of the problem on said test on my website. That's www.talkwitht.com. You can look under today's show and see the actual test where this second grade teacher thought in some part of her mind that obviously isn't functioning that it was going to be okay to give this math word problem to her second graders. And who is going to go bust up that ahead? Because I, I need to be in the number. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. It's I've I know. Like, it's insane. I've been like, what's the criteria when you have a gun to your head? <laughs> and 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 that's the whole part. And let me let me make it common core aligned. <laughs> and 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 let's take it to the the English language art standpoint. Support your response with evidence. Bam. Mm. Well. And you know what? When you actually look at the problem, so the word problems on the left, on the right, it does <laughs> ask the students to show their work. <laughs> you know, when we think we're not going to be able to find anything else as ridiculous as the previous stories where they ask the kids to play slaves in the play for Black History Month. Somebody talks it. I'm wondering if they're doing it intentionally. They're looking through the news and trying to figure out. Now, what can I do that is more insane or more foolish than the last person? Were they in a time walk somewhere? Did they just come out of a time capsule and emerge in 2017 and not know what was going on? I mean, this is it's just crazy. But anyway. The only thing that I could see, and this is a stretch, I'm reaching, is that perhaps she's trying to make some cross-curricular connections between what the children mm. are learning in social studies. In second grade. Then, well, I, I told you I was reaching. Okay. Reach on. All right. But that would be the only rationale that I could see her using for such a word problem. Again, <laughs> moving on. Well, that's it for this bit, and as always, I've enjoyed the witty insights of Professor Jay and T.I. Pam, and I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to what? Say it. As you may know, I also manage the connection platform of the Village of Knox. 
The Village of Knox was created to connect the community around positive stories and helpful information. I'm excited to share that in a joint effort with Project Grad Knoxville, the Knoxville Area Urban League, the University of Tennessee College of Business, and the Department of Multicultural Affairs, as well as Pellissippi State Community College, the East Tennessee Foundation, and hopefully others that will join soon in adding their support, the award-winning production, Ferguson the Musical, will be coming to Knoxville for one night only to Austin East Magnet High School's Performing Arts Auditorium, which will be the first time that a play of this magnitude has been presented in the heart of our inner city. This play is intended to engage the community through a powerful production that introduces the varying perspectives of African-American males through the lens of 12 jurors as they deliberate over a trial centered around the shooting of an unarmed black male at the hands of law enforcement. There will be an open mic dialogue at the end of the show. Stay tuned to Talking With Tea or visit www.thevillageofknots.com for more information on ticket sales. I will be bringing the writer as well as some of the cast onto the show over the next few weeks. I promise you, you don't want to miss this. If you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. We are still welcoming submissions for T's Top Teens or Hometown Heroes. If you're a rising artist or you know one, let us feature the music. If you have a business or product you would like to spotlight during the show, let us know. We will be testing retail locations, restaurants, and products to bring our listeners feedback for consumers. Listen out for our feedback on items that are tea indoors. That means they're tested and proven to be of quality with our highest regard and recommendations. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwithtea.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember that you can listen to Talking With Tea anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music. And new shows will continue to drop each Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. I've learned that success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has had to overcome while trying to succeed. Booker T. Washington. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.